Welcome to Independent Truths with Scott Atlas, my new show that brings a uniquely rational perspective to important issues facing society today. Today's guest, Chairman of the Board and CEO of the Independent Institute, Mary Thoreau. Mary and I have an illuminating conversation about why we wanted to produce this podcast, why we think it's important to do right now, and what listeners and viewers can expect as we go forward. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned. Mary, welcome to Independent Truths. Happy to have you Delighted to be here. Thank you. Well, I'd like to start by introducing you to our audience. Uh, Although I know you, some may not. Mary Thoreau is my guest. Mary is the CEO and chairman of the board of uh, the Independent Institute, which is, and I'm going to read this, a nonprofit, nonpartisan public policy research and educational organization. And I I think this is the key here. The mission of the Independent Institute is, quote, to boldly advance peaceful, prosperous, and free societies grounded in a commitment to human worth and dignity, unquote. And we're going to get to that mission and all that you do, all the good work that you do, Uh, and extending the work of your husband, David. I'd like to talk about that. But first, I'll uh, mention your credentials, of course, which uh, beyond being chairman of the board and CEO of the Independent Institute, your background is uh, you were educated at where I worked for most of my time, and that is Stanford University, uh, where you received your uh, degree in economics. Just very recently, I will say, uh, as a compliment to the way you uh, carry yourself. Um, And you are the managing director of a San Francisco Bay Area investment firm, Lightning Ventures, and vice president of the C.S. Lewis Society of California, which is fascinating. You're also a former chairman of the advisory board for the Salvation Army of Alameda County, and you still serve on the national advisory board of the Salvation Army. Indeed. So, uh, welcome. Happy to have you here with me. And uh, let's get right to it and talk about, first for our listeners, what is the Independent Institute, really? Uh, Talk a little bit about the history, about the legacy you're carrying on for your uh, husband, David, who died tragically. And uh, I'd like to hear uh, all the significant things that you guys are doing. Thank you, Scott. And it's just such a pleasure to be able to work with you on this project. Um, Independent, in a word, is a think tank, which term David hated, as if only people in tanks think. But (laughs) for want of a better shorthand, uh, that's what it is. But differently, uh, David envisioned an academic very rigorous think tank, one that was uh, rooted in working with top flight scholars, wherever they may be, um, and having our work be rooted in uh, peer-reviewed standards of truth, and very importantly, to also be uh, putting forth solutions to the problems that we're analyzing. So it's not enough to sit around and, and navel gaze, so to speak, and say, you know, what's wrong? And and what brought us here, but very importantly, to cast a vision of how the future can be different from the past and from the present. Um, And certainly that's work that you're very engaged in and we're just delighted to be collaborating with you. And I I have to say, I share uh, the sort of negative 
inference of the words think tank with David and and you, uh, and that's because a lot of think tanks have frankly failed. I think that their missions are, you know, uh, I'm consistent with many of the mission statements, but the reality is that we we need to do things. We can't just think that it's uh, mission accomplished when we have an event for donors and drink cocktails right. and toast a recent piece in the Wall Street Journal. And, and I think uh, this is where David uh, really understood this, I think, very well. Not only is it supposed to be evidence-based policy and educating the public, but it's also uh, there's an impact issue here. And frankly, I don't think we'd be in the position we were in if the think tanks had succeeded. I think that the present circumstance, in my way of thinking, is de facto evidence that we have to change our mode yeah. here. And David had been an engineer, so it was very important to him that we'd measure outcomes. Again, not measuring outputs of how many op-eds and this and that, but actual impact, and then adjust, learn and adjust constantly. Um, so we remain highly entrepreneurial in saying, okay, how, we can, how can we achieve the best impact uh, today on these issues we feel are of key importance? And that's exactly why this podcast came about. Yes, exactly. I mean, I think we can extrapolate from the, the mission and the mission statement of the <clears throat> Independent Institute into talking about why we're even doing this new podcast, Independent Truths. Uh, it's not just a play on words. There's a reality of a uh, a shared vision of of thinking for both of those two words, independent, which of course is really critical. We've seen uh, a lot of groupthink, a lot of uh, in it really inappropriate, unfortunate reliance on people just because of their credentials rather than. Uh, being able to speak up independently. And also the second word, of course, which is truths, because without the free exchange of ideas and hearing differing opinions and views and interpretations of things, we can't arrive at the truths that uh, we so desperately need, of course, as a free society with all of its diversity and diversity of views. I mean, this is the, the definition of critical thinking here, which has been unfortunately impeded and in many cases uh, suffocated. And so, uh, again, like this independent truths concept, I think, is, is very, very important. Yeah, it's key. We agree with you that there is such a thing as objective truth that can be discovered, but it's not a matter of what everybody knows to be true. I mean, it is absolutely discernible. Um, unfortunately, the scientific method has gotten very corrupted. So even the peer review process, which we rely on heavily, has gotten corrupted. So you have to be very careful about that. Um, the reproducibility of scientific studies has gotten corrupted. Um, so there's been a lot of uh, uh, corruption of it, but that doesn't take away from the fact that there is objective truth and we can discover it. That's right. And, uh, you know, I think one of the one of the failures that we've seen, because we can talk about why are we doing this, uh, but why now? Okay, why why is this podcast uh, important now? I think we are in what I would call sort of using the pendulum analogy. Things had to get so bad uh, that that people uh, finally are are waking up 
to what's, what's needed here. We have seen the pandemic management as the real instigator, the, the initiator of the realization of what's wrong. I think many of the things that we have now discovered were really there about, about the way society operates, about some of the failures, some of the uh, harmful uh, international and national organizations, some of the biases in the media, the biases on university campuses, the true uh, sort of cover-up of, of, uh, of, of the views that are disparate, frankly. And now uh, th this pandemic management has resulted in a tremendous loss of trust in institutions that we desperately need, assuming that they are functioning correctly. So uh, what, what I want to do uh, with this sort of podcast and other things that, that we're all engaged in now is to make it clear first and foremost to the public what, what's happening here, what has happened, what we need to do, and how we need to adjust our own assessment of sources of information and to be more actively engaged. And I think this is something that David and the Independent Institute has, has done for a long time. In fact, I, I can relate a story, if I may, when I was in Washington during that late summer and early fall of 2020, uh, one of the key, I mean, I, I, I had a thousand or more emails a day, but I, I'll, I won't forget the, the support and the encouragement that David repeatedly sent me uh, because actually, you know, there were a lot of thinking people out there, but people were, many people were afraid to speak up and uh, he, he wasn't afraid. And so I, I feel this sort of kinship with the Independent Institute uh, on a personal level. Well, thank you for that. And of course, it's rooted in, in your understanding and our understanding uh, that the tenets of liberty and the principles of uh, individual rights and so on. And again, the need to be bold in speaking up against authority when authority is citing things that we know not to be true and harmful. Absolutely. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, people ask me what, what made me be someone who would be able to speak up, uh, and it's it's simply understanding a couple of things. Number one, I think I was raised to have what what my father used to call a healthy degree of skepticism about uh, about things that were said. And uh, you know, I think this is very important. You have to challenge yourself intellectually about what you're, hmm. you yourself are even believing, even when it's not a time of crisis or or, or a lot of contentious. Uh, things going on. But I think, uh, secondly, you have to you have to go for what what you mentioned in your mission statement here of the Institute, which is uh, grounded in a commitment to human worth and dignity. And, and I, I, I sort of think it's it's almost like, you know, you don't even get the opportunity to have an impact and 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 speak up for something important in your life necessarily. But when you have that, it's all, it's a responsibility. You, you know what's right. You have to say it no matter what. And th that is the position that I think uh, several of us were in. And I think we want to carry that on and, and let the public know. 
because most people in my own travels uh, this past couple of years inside the U.S. as well as out, most people, I strongly believe, um, understand what's going on, understood the data, if you want to use that term on COVID, understood how this there was a lot of, uh, you know, misstatement made, uh, unscientific belief, stressed, manipulation of the public. And they need to know that there are people out there who they can say, yes, I agree right. with that. And that, that's one of the big things we're going to do here is give information, give what I will call the unredacted truth uh, about how about what the evidence is, not just on the pandemic, of course. We're going to talk about a lot of things right. here uh, because science has been damaged. You mentioned this. Uh, the process of, of free exchange of ideas on universities has been censored. The media has been extraordinarily harmful. We need to fix this. And the first thing is to expose what happened. And we'll have a lot of interesting guests uh, to follow you on this to go through many of these issues. That's key. And you did raise, you know, why now? And the point is to stop and, yes, learn, take lessons from what we've gone through over the past two and a half years Um in order that we not repeat them and we not allow them to be repeated, we stand up against any future attempts to repeat what we've been going through. But very importantly, as you also mentioned, is the undermining of authority and credentialed, um, the credentialed class, which is important. So we need to figure out, okay, how do we move forward um, with recognizing those who have the credentials to provide us good information um, and reestablish tr trust in those kinds of uh, voices while also checking against uh, those in positions of authority who are abusing their authority. So that's a really that's the key question for our future is how do we do those two things well? Absolutely. And so what we plan on doing, uh, sort of as an introduction to this series of podcasts will be to have a, a discussions, candid discussions with people who are uh, critical thinkers. Okay, because I think that we have to redefine what we thought of as expert. I think many of the expert class have been exposed as non-expert. They've been exposed as uh, really not critical thinkers. And that, that is what's key here. The definition of smart, in a funny way, has to be reconsidered uh, because a lot of people uh, were exposed. And these people, we, we, need, we need to know who to trust. It's impossible for individuals to learn everything on their own. That's true. On the other hand, we need to be more, uh, more hands-on as individuals, as adults, to make the best decisions for ourselves and our children and our families. And so I think we're going to go through... A lot of things uh, will begin with some of the uh, prominent voices in the pandemic. We'll talk about some uh, some problems, but also we we intend on going through a lot of solutions and have some uh, people who are very interesting and ha are real thinkers on this yeah. show. And it's important to recognize that the scientific method, which is you know how we pursue and discover truth requires humility. You know, none of us is infallible, and uh, we need to leave open the possibility that there may be additional information we don't yet have. And that's really what we saw over the last two and a half years is people not 
leaving open the possibility that they didn't have all the information, stating with great authority and 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 dictatorially, this is the truth. You know, don't question it. No, and no other information, no other voice is allowed. And that's just so contrary to our civil society, and so dangerous to everything we hold dear. Absolutely, and and if I can finish that. Uh, sort of critique of what we saw in a in a broader sense, I think what it's become very obvious that we 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 really had a moral uh, lapse. A we broke a lot of ethical standards. We as a society, uh, you know, it's very sad, and we're going to go through some of this. But we broke really the social contract we have with our children, particularly in the United States, more so than right. other countries. Uh, by doing things that were harmful to them. We broke our role as adults, as role models. And uh, many of the fundamental ethics of things like public health uh, were really discarded, and we're still seeing that today. And I, and I think uh, this is unacceptable, and uh, we need to keep speaking out. Uh, and it's, it's not necessarily without fear, but it's with a conviction that the truth matters, and moral and ethical society uh, has has components. We have, in, in many ways, I, I, I think it's sad to say, but we've lost sort of the humanity here in the United States and uh, with our simply our discourse and our acceptance of differing views among people who are supposed to be our friends and uh, colleagues and fellow citizens. So we're, we're going to get to that. And I'll just wrap it up here and uh, thank you, Mary, for joining me. Thank you for the, all the support of the Independent Institute. And I'm excited about the new endeavor. Uh, so uh, we will carry on and keep talking independent truths. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Independent Truths with Scott Atlas. If you want to find out more about today's guest, Mary Thoreau, please check out independent.org. And don't forget, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.